Zakawani, the flying winger. Oh, goodness me! He doesn't need anybody, Steve Zakawani! Steve Zakawani was never fun to stick up against. If it wasn't for Zakawani, none of this is possible. It's Steve, it's Steve. <laughs> this is so weird. Steve Zakawani! Yo, what's up, everyone? Steve Zakawani here. I know it's been a while, but we are back. This is Winging It with Zakawani. Thank you for your patience. It's been a hectic schedule for the team, or the travel, a lot of games. It's been hard to find the time to sit down and do what we do, but here we are. Um, lots to look forward to and to look back on. A great win against Atlanta United this past weekend, of course. Um, a very fun midweek game against Borussia Dortmund, the German powerhouse that came to town and in that last 30 minutes really put on a show. And then this weekend, we can't forget, it's the big one, it's the Sounders, it's the Timbers, it's the one we all look forward to, it's the rivalry game, the best one in the country, one of the best in the world, and of course we'll be previewing that one as Seattle continue, hopefully they'll rise back up the table. And I'll also be chatting with Jovin Jones for a few minutes, he's come back to town, I know many, many people were sad to see Jovin leave and ecstatic to see him return, we're still waiting to see what he does in his second spell at the club, but this is a guy who needs no introduction here with the sound. is very, very talented. And I'm, for one, excited to see him in a more advanced role. Hopefully that works out for the team. But we can only begin in one place, and that's really with how the Sounders looked on Sunday against Atlanta. It wasn't a vintage performance. It's not one we'll remember for years to come. It's not... Um, a 90-minute game where you look at it and say the Sounders are playing their best ever football. Nothing like that. But, but Atlanta's a very decent team, a team that's still figuring it out under the new manager, but will only continue to get better. And Seattle had to grind and dig deep. And in the end, it took a moment of absolute magic. Is, is that enough? I don't know if that's enough. It was an incredible goal. Is that enough? I'm not sure that's enough. An amazing goal. I'll put all three together. Magic, incredible, amazing. I don't know how to describe the goal that we all were able to witness this past weekend from Raul Ruiz Diaz, who took a good pass from Christian Rodan and turned it into a great pass because he really made something out of nothing and a piece of skill to put it over Mars Robinson's head, composure, look Brad Guzan in the eyes and finish it how he did. The timing, the weight of his touches, the finish, everything about it was so exceptional. It immediately reminded many of us of some of the things Obafemi Martins used to do here. Um, that type of goal really hasn't been seen since, or maybe even before. Um, it definitely is a goal that is going to be up there in the years to come when they do a top 10 all-time Sounders list. And speaking of lists, we saw the MLS best 11, or Sounders best 11 as voted for by the fans. I absolutely loved the process because, you know, it's a game of opinions. Um, and to kind of see some of the 
names from the past, you know, being mixed in with some of the names from the present. And I think it was great. You know, people will have their opinions on what the final lineup is. But I think, you know, the process at least um, gives voice to the fans who've been here supporting from day one. I think that was great. Um, so, yeah, I think as the club continues to gain more history and we start going down lists of best ever players or best goals or best, you know, whatever it is, best matches, best wins, um, Rivalry Diaz would definitely be on that best goals list. It was a win that followed the win at Columbus, so it was now you know become two wins on a bounce, three wins out of four. Um, if you include the Vancouver game, of course, uh, the loss to New York City FC in between wasn't great, but the team does look to be heading in the right direction. I think the reintroduction of Christian, of Jordan Morris, of Raúl, Nicola Dero's been back a couple of games now. You know those guys were missing. You know during Seattle's blip, you know you. You, you, you want the Sounders to always play well with fans. You know, we have high expectations, as we should, as we should. But, but, let's keep it in context. If you're missing five, six bona fide starting players, it's going to be tough, especially in this league with the way it is with a salary cap and the way you can construct a roster. It's credit to the Sounders that they've been able to remain competitive and in a position that when these guys came back, it just took a couple of wins to shoot right back up to second place in the table. Everybody's chasing LAFC. That may be a team that's out of reach now. We shall wait and see. But I really do like what I saw from the Sounders against Atlanta. It was a different type of performance, a different type of win. It was a dig deep, decent moments here and there, but get it done in any way possible. And I think that's what the best thing um, was about it. So really, 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 really massive three points for the Sounders for what it did in the table, for confidence, and couldn't ask for a better way to head into this game against the Portland Timbers, who will always come here with confidence, with belief. And their new guy, Brian Fernandez, who's a goal-scoring machine, we'll talk about him. But at home, in good form, I'm seeing our number 10, Nico Ladero, play maybe the best football he's played since he's been here, including 2016 when he first arrived, because when he first arrived, he was an unknown commodity. Now he's a very much a known quantity, and to still produce what he does week in, week out, I think we shouldn't take it for granted. We shouldn't. We should appreciate what we are seeing in front of us, but more on him also. Sounders versus Timbers, little preview coming up. But in the meantime, I will be chatting with the one, the only, Jovin Jones. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, winging it with Zach Wally. It is a ceremonial kickoff here. Bolton in this chain strip, of course. And this one will go all the way back to the young man we all came to watch play today. What a moment for being boiled. What a pass as well. Yeah, just goes spread out of the back. Makes a save, good distribution.
I'm delighted to say I'm now joined by Jovin Jones, who's just finished training and is getting ready for the game against the Portland Timbers. Jovin, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know, a lot of people were upset when you left the Sounders and a lot of people were obviously very happy to see you come back. Can you tell us how did it happen for you to come back? Who made that first move to get you back from Germany and into Seattle? Yeah, of course I'm happy to be back, and you know, you know, people always want to watch um, players like me when we play in in the league. Excited, so you know, you know, it's it's an honor to be back. What did did Garth call you? Did you call Garth? Did you call? Sch- I know you and Schmetz are so close. Did you phone Schmetz and say I'm in Germany? It's cold. Come and get me. What happened? No, no, no. Since I left, um, me and Smets always used to have conversations. Like, he always used to watch my game, so we always used to have, like, little chat and stuff. Like, when I did, I always said good game or good goal or good assist like this. So we always communicate throughout the year and a half, and, and we just stay in touch. The, for those of us that wasn't able to watch you week in, week out in Germany. Uh, tell us, how was that experience um, for you in Germany? Um, yeah, the experience was was great, you know, playing in front of full stadiums every weekend, you know, competitive games every weekend. Um, yeah, it was um, a good experience for me. How, how, how was the team when you were there? Were you guys one of the teams that was challenging? Was it hard? How was the team over there? Um, yeah, it was a little bit of challenging, you know, because of the, the style of my team compared to the other teams in the league. So at times it was a little difficult, but, you know, we fight through it certain games and we get the, the results. What was your reaction when you knew it was 100% official coming back to Seattle? Did you cry? Did you drink <laughs> some champagne? What happened? And, uh, um, I was keep on watching the news to see my <laughs> post go up. So, yeah, when I saw it, I say, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's God planned. No. Why, what, what makes you like Seattle so much? Why do you like it here so much? Um, since I left um, W Connection, this is the only team I ever spent more than a year with since. Because I went to Helsinki. I spent like three months. Four months. Then I went to Chicago. I spent one year, and Seattle. I spent two years also winning the the trophy and the West Conference twice. So I feel like uh, this was home for me. So yeah, no. And to come back here, I have no worries. I know the city. I know what I'm going to face and stuff. So it was just automatically to switch back on and come back home. And you've come back and we've seen you, like, even on Wednesday, playing more attacking left midfield. Um, do you prefer, yeah. like, wh- wh- where's Jovin Jones' best position? If you could pick, if you were coaching yourself, where would you play you? Uh, for the Sounders, you can see I, I, my best position is left back coming from behind the play yeah. into uh, the attacking third. But at the moment, we have Brad Smith where he's playing really well and the coach cannot change him at the moment. So... I have to um, fight for a position high up the field where I can play as well, where I play for my country and, and most of the time in Germany. You're part of a group that played in MLS Cup final. You scored a penalty in the MLS Cup final. Um, you've come back. The team you have now when you're at training every day, do you think this team can achieve something similar? Yeah, yeah. For what, me, it's what, not what, yeah. much. Um, what, what do you like about the team? Um, the team is, we have a, a balanced team, you know, 
And I think we have a good chance to win the MLS Cup again, to be honest. You, you believe that, huh? Yeah, I believe we're going we're gonna to do good, at least reach to the finals. You know, but we have to take it game by game and stay focused. So, what about Sunday? Let's talk about Sunday. What are you expecting on Sunday from the Timbers? You know it's a rivalry, so it's going to be a lot of tackles, a lot of energy, a lot of passion behind the, the game. You know, it's a rivalry. You know, it's you might get maybe three, four goals in the game. So, yeah. And then the last thing I want to ask you is, you know, I, you know, Brian Schmetzer listens to every episode. So I know you're good friends. What message do you have for Brian? He's going to be listening. To Brian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, Papa, I love you. You know I love him. And you know, I, I, you have a special place in my heart. <laughs> I love it. JJ, thank you, man. I'm going to let yeah. you get rested up and get ready for the game on Sunday, man. Okay. Thank you. No problem. All right, brother. See you soon, man. Yeah. That was Jovin Jones, as you see, a man of many words. Nah, not really. I've hung out with Jovin so many times. That's probably the most I've ever heard him talk, to be honest. Um, It was great. You know, he obviously loves the city. It's great to be back. So that was really fantastic getting to speak with him. Make sure you go out and watch him and the boys on Sunday. When we come back, we'll be previewing that game on Sunday. Sounders versus Timbers. Stay tuned. Winging it with Zachary. Well done. And Rui Diaz. And still Rui Diaz. That's a terrific goal. That's a classic of its type. A piece of perfection from the Peruvian. Atlanta and their tight defence unhinged by individual brilliance. And also from a sloppy giveaway here from Julian Russell. Heavy touch. Balls one. Roldan finds Rui Diaz. They nickname him the Flea. He's hard to find. You can't touch him. You can't kill him. You can't stop him. What an absolute goal this is. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Um, Steve Zakwani here. Let's get right into it. Of course, we thank Jovin Jones for joining us. He's getting ready, as is the team, for the game this weekend. So let's go right there. The three things we should all be looking out for. This match is all about matchups. It's all about matchups. Derby games, form goes out of the window. The table goes out of the window. This is all about matchups. That's what counts. That's what matters. The first one, the two number 10s. I know them well. Nico Lodero. I've trained with him numerous times. I've covered him. I talk with him. Um, just a special player. And as I was saying on the first segment, you know, he came in 2016 and he lit the world on fire. He helped take this team to the MLS Cup final and to win it and then go back the second year, which was a defeat to Toronto. I think he may be playing his best football right now. I watched him away to Columbus. Yes, he scored two goals, but even before that, I was on air saying just how impressed I was with him. I think he's finding the right balance between, you know, he likes to move around a lot, but not overdoing that, kind of keeping the team shape at times, but then also still being allowed to be Nico. Um, he's finding a balance, and when he gets it, it's magic that happens, looking for the through passes. More often than not, they connect in and around the 18-yard box. He's very dangerous. He makes the team better. He always wants the ball. He gets fouled every time he touches it. He gets up, wants it back. There's no diving. There's no embellishment. He wants the ball. He's brave, and he drives forward. And set pieces have been good. I think just everything about his game right now is very, very good. On the flip side, another good friend of mine, Diego Valeri, shared a locker room with him as well. 
Um, special player. Needs no introduction. This is a midfielder who can get you 15 to 20 goals in a season. Uh, maybe not quite his best season yet compared to some of the other ones he's had. There's two or three that stand out. But he is one of the all-time great signings in MLS. He's the Portland Timbers' best ever player. Um, he's a guy whose name's going to go down in MLS history as one of the true, true top playmakers. And we're privileged to watch him. It's unfortunate he's with the rival because I think we'll be able to appreciate him a bit more in Seattle. But I think we still do appreciate him just because you don't see those kinds of players just every day in the league. And the consistency of Diego is what sticks out for me. So he's someone you've got to watch. You've got to keep a close eye. Gustav Svensson, I'm looking at you. Kim Ki-hee and, and Ariago, Roman Torres, that core when he drives up there. Sometimes he'll pull into wide areas. So Kelvin Laydam, Brad Smith. Whoever's closest to him has to prevent him. Make someone else beat you. I would prefer for Blanco to be more on the ball or Chara. Give it to someone else. And Blanco's good, don't get me wrong, but he's not Valeri. If Valeri is allowed to make the game and do what he does best, or it's going to be a very, 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 very long afternoon defensively for the Sounders. The second matchup, Diego Chara, one of the very best for years and years and years. I would say he was second only to Alonso at what he did. Well, there's no more Osvaldo Alonso, so Christian Rodan, Gustav Svensson have got to step up. The midfield engine room will be key. You know what Chara does. He's going to irritate you and harass you and commit little fouls here and there. But listen, don't forget, he also is very good at keeping the ball. He wins it, gives it to his playmakers. He understands his role. Fantastic, fantastic player. Great human being too, I must say. Great person. But he's a fantastic player. He knows what his role in the team is and he does it exceptionally well. On the flip side... Christian Rodon isn't in the mode of Alonso or Chara. He wants to get on the ball a bit more in the attacking spaces. He joins the attack. He tries to finish. Um, and I'm very happy to see him scoring more goals. I think he can still add even more. Just a tremendous talent he is who's gotten better every year. Um, he needs a big game on Sunday for the Sounders to win this game. You need your best players to play well. And Christian Rodon definitely fits that mold, is in that bracket. You will need him to play very, very well on Sunday and to get the better of Diego Chara in that midfield matchup. Lastly, these two won't be directly up against each other, but they will be key if they play. On the one side, Raul Rui Diaz needs no introduction. 20 goals in 27 games for the Sounders. He is well on his way to smashing every record held at this club in terms of goal scoring. He scores for fun. He's a fox in the box. Find him in the 18. It's in the back of the net nine times out of 10. He was signed to produce big moments. He's producing big moments. And they don't get much bigger than Seattle versus Portland. He's already scored against the Timbers. We know Raul Ruiz Diaz needs one chance at, mo at most two chances. And that ball is in the back of the net. So we're ready. Very ready to see Raul on Sunday. On the other side, Brian Fernandez seems to score a goal a game as well. Great signing for the Timbers. So the sound is that defensive... Well, two of the three centre-backs, whoever plays, Kim Ki-hee, Arriaga, or Roman Torres, who was exceptional against Atlanta United. He was my man of the match. I know it usually goes to the goal scorer, so I'm pretty sure Harry Ship got it, but Roman Torres was a beast back there for the Sounders, and he will need to be on his game if he's playing, because I think he will play, because this Argentine striker, Fernandez, he's the real deal. A lot of teams were after him. The Timbers won out, and he's shown exactly why they wanted to get him so badly. So those are the matchups to look out for. There'll be many battles all over the pitch. Whichever team is able to come out on top in those matchups, I'm convinced if Nico outperforms Valeri, if Christian outperforms Diego Chara, and if Raul Ruiz Diaz on the day is better in the 18-yard box than Brian Fernandez, 
the Sounders will be picking up three points and continuing to claw away at the heels of the juggernaut that has been LAFC. Hopefully, we'll be back next week previewing Houston and recapping a win for the Sounders, but we shall see. It's going to be a good one. Make sure you're there in person. If not, make sure you tune in. If you can't watch it, make sure you listen on the radio. There's no excuse. You cannot miss this one. Seattle Sounders, Portland Timbers this Sunday. Thanks, as always, for joining me. We'll definitely be back next week as we preview the road trip to Houston Dynamo, another powerhouse. The schedule does not get any easier, does it? Some really tough games coming up for the Sounders. So it'll be good to go into that away game at Houston Dynamo, who's a very good home team on the back of three points against the Portland Timbers. Steve Zakwani signing out. This is Winging It with Zakwani. See you next time.